This one's for the guys, the gals, and our non-binary pals. That's right, you guessed it. We're gonna talk about your hormones. It's gonna be as unpredictable and as uncomfortable as you think it's gonna be. Why are we shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I'm gonna do a little magic trick for you. First, I experience terrible, horrible, no good, very bad things that happen to entrepreneurs everywhere. And then I snap my fingers and turn those experiences into the best stories, the craziest anecdotes, and learning lessons for you to hear. How do I create all that magic? I'm a serial entrepreneur, coach, and speaker that runs the number one platform to help mom entrepreneurs build better businesses. It's called The Founding Moms, and we're always looking for women who want to get better at marketing, branding, and sales. Is that you? Then join us at foundingmoms.com. This week, let's go with the flow, shall we? We're not talking enough about real things that happen to real people and I just won't have it anymore. Why are we shouting? Because no one's paying attention to our menstrual cycles. Oh, are you in menopause? Well, lucky you. No, we didn't name the term menopause after you guys. Menopause literally means the end of monthly cycles from the Greek word pausis or pause and mean or month. Let's review, shall we? You have two ovaries, ladies. Each one holds a pile of teensy tiny eggs that you can't see with the naked eye or the clothed one either. During your menstrual cycle, hormones make sure an egg is ready to be fertilized. Hormones make the lining of your uterus thicker, a sweet place for a fertilized egg to land if that happens. Halfway through the cycle, Hormones tell one of your ovaries to release a mature egg. That's called ovulation. Gentlemen, we don't feel the ovulating, but plenty of us sure do experience bloating, spotting, pain. I won't go on. The egg travels through our fallopian tubes, lands in the uterus, and if there's no fertilization, the uterine lining takes its cue and starts to flow out of us. It's literally a perfect system. We talk about this in health class. We talk about this in the doctor's office. But why are our bodies and the things we experience with them compartmentalized into topics only appropriate for certain places? My body still goes to work with me. It still makes decisions with me. The US government even makes decisions about it for me. I yearn for the day when discussing our periods becomes a part of our work experience and not as a bunch of bad memes or sick day excuses. It baffles me mostly because that cycle is precisely the reason that you're here today, listening to my voice. Let's move beyond the baffle. We who menstruate and those who work among human beings that menstruate can begin by asking the following. Why do we think that we who menstruate can work at the same pace for the same number of hours? every day because we can't not if we're honest with ourselves we ebb and flow the same way that work ebbs and flows we talk incessantly in the business world about how we need to be ready for whatever comes our way 
Has a wrench been thrown into our marketing plans? Gotta go with it. Did someone cancel on you and it pushes back your entire situation? Gotta roll with it. If we give ourselves the grace needed when external circumstances shift, we need to give ourselves grace when internal circumstances shift. There are many reasons we don't yet do it. As a culture, and I'm speaking about American culture specifically, we're workaholics. We put our jobs on pedestals above the human form. We suck it up and we make it work. We don't understand our own biology a lot of the time. We cover it up with delicious food and mind-numbing activities, and we don't know exactly what to pay attention to when we feel what we feel. We're also busy diving into a world full of social media and loneliness. That makes it even harder for people to have compassion for one another, period. Pun intended. Here are a few of the things that I've tried in the past that have helped tremendously to make work and the world around me much more palatable throughout each and every month. First, become aware of your cycle. Even if you don't get an actual period, mark down what days of the month you feel your best. Use those as your starting guide. I'd argue that you can do it too, gentlemen, but that argument's reasoning would take up another episode. Second, spend the next few months monitoring how you feel. At the end of each week, make some notes for yourself. What I've noticed myself and what I notice in my daughters is that at the start of our cycles and for the first two weeks, we feel strong. We can do it all. We need less sleep and we have more energy. Everything looks and feels more amazing. If the combo of these hormones could be sold in a bottle, everyone would buy them. At the top of the third week, things start to go downhill. By the fourth week, everything my husband says and does is wrong. Third, rework your schedule. Take into account that some weeks you need to be out and about doing it all, and some weeks you need to be holed up in your home doing a lot less. Schedule more meetings at the start of your cycle. See what happens when you schedule lots of meetings at the end of your cycle, and try to convince me at that point that you don't want to quit your job. Look, it takes a village. A village that not only bears witness to what people in the village are going through, but has compassion for all varieties of havoc that periods can wreak. It's one of the most beautiful, perfect, natural cycles known to mankind and womankind. When we can respect it, it'll serve us in ways that'll benefit us all. You don't call. You don't write. Why not do both? Text or call me at 708-872-7878 and leave a message there. That way I can talk to you in a future episode. Then go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Stuart Adams and John Nicholson, the creators of Advil. Aaron Rice and Lindsay Obermeyer for making this podcast with me. And hey, thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.